This week on Ultra 64, we played Turok 2, Seeds of Evil, and in lieu of an introduction, I would like to read my caption from the New Yorker cartoon caption contest. <laughs> this game has more cerebral bores than a Harvard alumnus fundraiser. <laughs> 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 Looks like he's gonna punch me in the face. <laughs> looks like he's gonna punch me in the face. <laughs> Welcome to Ultra 64, the podcast where I'm gonna die in real time on the air. No, actually, I was just mad because that was the same intro I was gonna do. Really? <laughs> oh my it was God. not. It was not that complicated. Okay, okay. It was about whether or not we found the game cerebrally boring or something like that. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, I mean, you know, yeah. it's uh, the low-hanging fruit is both, the taste. Yeah, both are dumb. <laughs> exactly. Both are dumb. That is so one good. thing. You can count on with Ultra 64 is we deliver the dumb. The dumb we deliver dumb by the bucketful. Yeah. Uh, we are the Internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Your number in- one source for dumbness. <laughs> the number one source for dumb this side of Joe Rogan. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm calling out a podcast that's more popular than us. It's yeah, called more- Punching Up. It's more popular than, like, every podcast. It's true. Come be a guest on our show, Joe Do you Rogan. guys have Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Do you have Jordan Peterson on your show? Don't we, know what that is. You don't know who Jordan... Oh. No, I know what it is. I try not to think about it. We pretend we don't know what it is. <laughs> no, but we talk about uh, Nintendo 64 games on this show. We play them That's in random Jordan order. That's what Jordan Peterson does, too, I hear. Is that what he does? Yeah, it's 12 oh, okay. rules for successful N64 <laughs> Okay, play. so he wants, like, Nintendo 64 games to be appointed to sad young men so that they don't go on shooting rampages. That's what I read. Yeah, yeah. that's... Yeah. Very smart. It's wise. It's a wise approach. Anyway, uh, this week we played a little game called Turok 2 Seeds of Evil, and my name is Steve Guntley. Oh, yeah. We didn't even introduce ourselves yet. We're wildly <laughs> off track. I love it. Um, I'm Woody Siskowski, and I'm already confused, so I can't think of something clever to say. <laughs> uh, we have two guests here with us today. Uh, one returning, one brand spanking new. So uh, from uh, returning from our Star Fox 64 episode, say hello to Brendan Francis, everybody. Hello. hello. Not you. God, Brendan, wait a minute. Yes, get this right. Don't say hello to yourself. Okay. Uh, also say hello to first-time guest Natasha McFadden. Hello, Natasha. Hello. Hi. No, don't, don't, don't worry. No, no. I was that actually going to thank you. The smartest That's thing right. you've done is actually say my last name right. Nobody ever does. Yeah. Oh, okay. So What's it supposed to be Fadden? It's supposed well, to be McFadden, but everyone say it's Fadden. And okay. I'm not the football player, so. What? You're not way over my head. I know, way over my head. Oh. You're I am not. Wait, I know. I, I called sports, Steve. I have never seen you two in the same room together. I know. I have you fooled. Sorry. Is football the one where petite twenty-year-old girls uh, <laughs> bash each other? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the one. football I watch. That's, uh, yes. I thought that was the Powerpuff Girls, but who oh, knows? Yes. <laughs> Well, this week we are uh, following up on, uh, God, uh, well, an episode we haven't touched on in a while. I think tur- the first Turok was like our 10th or 11th episode, so this is it's been a while since we revisited it. And there was kind of a bit of uh, behind-the-scenes discussion on how we were going to do the Turok games, because it's kind of like, do you want to do that? It feels weird to do them all in a lump, but it also feels weird to like have each one being their own episode. But I think this one in particular is substantial enough to support... Like, there's a lot to talk about with the this Turok game. games sort of occupy a unique realm in the N64 in the sense that they are f- all in... There's four games in the series on the same system, mm-hmm. and they're all pretty well developed into their own individual game. I don't think there's yeah. any other series on the N64 that has four games that aren't just like... You know, the retread of the same sports games or right. something like that. And they, yeah, they all have something noteworthy to say about them. Like, even Turok 3, which isn't very well loved, but I remember liking that one when I was younger. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'm excited to revisit that. Do either of uh, you, our, our lovely guests, have any experience with the Turok games? You're both a little younger. I think these games were out before you were born. Uh, I think the games came out in 97? Yes, that, uh, 97, 98. Well, you know, yeah. I am as old as the games. There you so. go. Okay, <laughs> But Brendan, you read the novels. Yeah, I read. I read the first couple. I think there's three. I read the first okay. two. And uh, how did these come to you? Was this well, like a Scholastic Book Club thing, or like <laughs> a, I don't know? How violent uh, the, are these? It, surprisingly, in my, I think it was my elementary school's library, the Turok series resided somewhere in a dusty corner. Okay. That uh, the librarians probably never visited. Sure. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a gritty book like okay. uh, the first thing that happens is this dude's uncle comes in he's like bleeding out all over him it's not good <laughs> but uh yeah 
Yeah. It's uh, the book has some weird background backstory to it that it provides, and it's not necessarily canonical. I was reading that the cre- creators of the game didn't really agree that it was part of the okay. same universe. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. There, there's a for for people who didn't listen last time, we had uh, uh, we went a bit, a bit into the history of Turok, and it started as a comic book in the 1950s, mm-hmm. which then kind of went dormant, and then had a bit of a revival in the 90s, and then became the inspiration for this game series. Yeah. So it's been around for a while. Natasha, was this your first experience with Turok at all? Yes, and it was both traumatizing mm-hmm. and enlightening. <laughs> you learned how to kill monkeys, at least, like hey. if nothing else. You learned how to kill. <laughs> monkeys. You know what I'm saying? It's a good life skill to have. <laughs> you never know when you're in an outbreak type situation. Situation. Uh, interestingly, <laughs> there, this is kind of a good time for this episode, too, because there's actually been some developments in the world of Turok lately. <laughs> Weirdly, it's not something you get to say very often, but uh, we have a couple of uh, noteworthy bits of, of Turok. Now, have you played Turok 2 before, Woody? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Okay, I think we've, we've played it about the same amount. Yeah. Like, this was my first exposure to the multiplayer as well, uh, which we'll get into a little bit. I think I've yeah. played the multiplayer more than the single player, Okay, actually. yeah, which uh, kind of feels like the way to go, but I don't know, we'll, we'll get into that. So what is new with Turok? Well, firstly, as of this airing, uh, the remastered version of Turok 1 and 2 have been released on the Switch. Uh, the Switch version is a port of the PC remaster done by Night Dive Studios in 2017, which also appeared on the Xbox One last year. Uh, the studio, they kept the graphics and the gameplay the same, but they removed the fog, they dramatically improved the frame rate, and they sanded down the rough polygons. Uh, I actually, I, I don't have this game yet. I did watch some videos of it. Uh, it looks great. Yeah, looks the comparisons fantastic. are very... It's very smooth. Yeah. Um... And you much brighter, which much, I much feel brighter. like goes a long way. And they've they've done some cool uh, additions. Well, first of all, you get to play with dual joystick, which I think makes a big difference. You get gyro controls if you're into that, like a weirdo. I don't mm. know, but you can do gyro controls. <laughs> on the Switch. And uh, but they I added feel like I'm shooting the bow. They added something that I really missed in playing this game, and that's waypoints. Like so, you can mm. highlight different mission objectives and then follow that because uh, it's yeah. really hard to navigate around this map sometimes. It, it also I, it's an interesting question of like what level of changes are the right amount to put into when you do a remaster of a game because mm-hmm. it's you know it's not a remake because they have they've basically kept the same game they've just added some new features and it's like are these aspects of old original Turok, like, um, you know, the fog. Because, um, you know, uh, when you read the YouTube comments, people are going to find things to complain about. Sure. And they're like, I liked the fog. The fog <laughs> provided, like, a creepy aesthetic to you the game. Idiot. Which is maybe true, but, no. like, yeah. it's a more... It's better without it. The fog um, was not distracting in this game. I, I'll say that. Maybe it maybe it gets that way later in, in different the levels, levels. But, like, yeah. I think the fact that most of the game takes place inside helps it be much less distracting than it was in the first one. It was very, very thick in the first one. Hard to navigate. It was very pea soup. Yeah, it, it's like the, the the cleaning up of these sort of old gameplay aspects like um, the confusing map by putting waypoints mm-hmm. and just sort of the rough edges. I don't feel like you're really losing any of the spirit of the original game. No, I don't think um, so. But The it, one I'm, thing that uh, the Switch port kind of is going to be missing out on, uh, which I think is kind of a big bummer, is they cut multiplayer. Uh, no. Even though it, it is present in the Xbox version, but they cut it completely from the Switch version. I don't know if they're going to patch it in later or what. Maybe it'll be a separate experience you can buy. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, if and also, also the uh, the price for this is going to be fifteen dollars, like right out the gate, oh. which seems a little high for just the single player experience of a twenty year old game. I don't know. For me, I think I would agree. Be a little too I steep feel for like me. fifteen is sort of right above my like impulse buy. Yeah, like I feel like ten, like ten. I'm ceiling. like, all right, sure. Or is it is it the collection of the two games or is it just I one think it's game just one it's just the one it's there oh, the, you can buy them separately yeah. but yeah one and two are both remastered and then uh but limited run is going to do a physical version of it uh which is going to be pretty cool looking so we'll, we'll see the, what what is what is your do you guys have an opinion on like your preference of owning physical media versus uh downloading things digitally because I used to be like an all physical media guy but now I've really become accustomed to digital stuff I think uh, combining the two is probably a good way to go (laughs) I I like having the physical copies for things that matter to me like Mm. hmm, uh, let's say the Witcher Three is coming out, and uh, mm. I've heard I've played the Witcher series, and I love it, and I want to I want to have it. I want to feel like I have it when it's on a system of some sort or a computer. It's just data, and it can disappear. Yeah, I'm I'm a physical media guy mostly because I, I I've kind of realized recently. Well, I, I read an article like uh, uh, 
I think Google Music shut down uh, something. They shut down their site or something, and anything that you bought on Google Music is gone now. It's not yours. See, that's what I'm saying. You know, you have it, and you can it's like you can, you can pay for it. But uh, anytime the license rates change, they can take you're, it away. You're from buying it. access to it temporarily, right? And that happens with iTunes as well. Like I had uh, like a Dr. Dre album, and then it's gone. Like I can't find it anymore because the licensing rights changed, and Dre started his own thing. So like. I just can't access that album anymore that I paid $10 for. So, th- th- yeah, and that's why, and also I don't really get upset when they say, like, oh, The Office is going off of Netflix. It's like, yeah, I, I own the DVDs. Yeah. It's really not a problem. <laughs> I can still watch it anytime. Yeah, I feel like if it's on, like, my computer, I guess I'm not as attached. Like, I've got, like, Oblivion and stuff on there. Sure. But definitely when it comes to, like, my Xbox or, like, the Switch. I, I can't trust it to be able to handle all that, especially nowadays with systems with how little they can hold in their memory. Oh, yeah. And you're constantly having and to the upgrade games that. Are so big. Yeah, so it's like you might as well just have it like saved onto a disc when you know you're not going to lose it. Right. Well, and then if you lose it, it's on you, you know? Yeah. I. It's so easy to lose those. Speaking of not, I feel like it's way easier to lose one of those Switch games. I mean, if, <laughs> you're, if you're an irresponsible homeless man. Which I sure. am. Oh Apparently, they put a bunch of stuff on those uh, cartridges that make them taste bad to dogs, so at least my dogs won't. Is this them. true? Oh. Is this true? Oh, do you I remember them? No oh, yeah. You haven't licked one yet? I, I haven't licked one, one yet. That was a challenge. When the Switch first came out, it was the lick a cartridge challenge because uh, it's got some kind of nasty pesticide yeah it's oh bad I did it it's like, a, it's like a flavor deterrent so the dogs won't eat it because it's so small a dog could easily that's swallow that's brilliant it. though so like, I think after this uh, episode's over we're all gonna go out and lick some Switch games uh, <laughs> I mean I do it for fun every night <laughs> oh my god it's true <laughs> light up at the honey end of the come night. to bed no I'm licking my Switch games <laughs> I, have, I have to get a good lick in it you know? <laughs> oh my, my sir sir you send it in for the Nintendo for repair we have sent back your Switch console it seems that your cartridge slot was coated with spit <laughs> <laughs> You've licked the label clean off this. I don't know what this game is anymore. You've licked it down to the motherboard. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, anyway. So in addition to this remaster, there is also a new Turok game that's out right now. Did you guys know oh, about no. this? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, I, I did. There is a Turok. It's not the kind of game you would expect. I have actually downloaded it and played it. I've got a mini review. But uh, Turok <laughs> Escape from the Lost Valley was released on Steam in July, and it basically uh, takes everything you know about Turok and throws it on its head. <laughs> Firstly, it is a top-down isometric action RPG. Uh-oh. Secondly, uh, there's no blood and gore at all. And Uh-oh. finally, it is goddamn adorable. Oh, <laughs> it's no. all kawaii-like characters with big eyes. They all look like stuffed animals. It's oh, super no. cutesy. Um, and um, uh, I don't know. It, it's it's just not what you would expect from that game. Um, I heard it was not very good, though. I'm struggling a bit with it. But I do like the, st- uh, the story behind it. It's um, uh, The game was actually the result of a developer contest. So Unity uh-huh. and Universal Studios offered up five properties. Uh, Rock, Battlestar Galactica, Back to the Future, Voltron, and Jaws. Huh. And then they said developers can make any game they want based on those franchises, and uh, whoever won gets like $100,000 in and their game release. Turok won. The Turok won. That's uh, a super th- awesome contest. It's a great contest. Yeah. That's, I would love to make a good Jaws game. Yeah, let's say, let's <laughs> like get the Jaws game, game in here. Jaws, <laughs> Jaws Unleashed is one of the most hilarious. Are, are there any Back to the Future games? <laughs> there's, a, there's a Telltale uh, Back to the Future. Oh. And That's right, NES. yeah. There are two NES there games. Two and they are both awful. But oh. in very different ways. Yeah. 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 They're both totally awful in very one different of, ways. Back to the Future Part 2 and 3 is one of the most baffling games because you just like sort of fly it's a platform and you just fly in in the DeLorean and there's like weird hot dog men walking around <laughs> yeah. and like people made it and you're like what is going on in this game it, well again it, it they has, were they were presaging the age of Trump when everybody was a hot dog a hot around. dog man yeah, yeah. yeah. and I feel the transformation every day <laughs> you're fighting it yeah. must suppress it's, it's all the those, broadening all those cartridges I've been licking have been helping with the transition <laughs> that's gonna do it <laughs> it's like a district 9 situation but oh, you're just no. licking cartridges all the time. Oh, um, no. Yeah, so uh, I-, I played a little bit of it. Uh, uh, it Wait, what game are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Turok Escape. <laughs> uh, sorry, Turok Escape from Lost Valley. Uh, I-, I played as much as I could. My computer is kind of janky, and uh, I was having trouble handling even like the little bit that was on display. But uh, the game is very cute. I don't think an isometric hack-and-slash style game is... 
ideal for a non-controller system. You oh, know? Like, yeah. I feel like I really yeah. need a controller. Yeah, to you're move right. Around. It didn't work in Diablo at all. I mean, yeah, it, <laughs> but Diablo is like point yeah, and click, right? Okay. To move around. Yes. This one you're using WSAD to uh, to look move around in this mm. isometric Wasted. space. Wasted. Oh, Wasted. No. Yeah. And then you have to click the mouse to do a slash. You can hold the mouse down to do a charge, which is very difficult to execute. And then left or right clicking is uh, a bow and arrow. And again, you need mm. to hold it down to charge up your shot. I always feel with the clicking controls that I'm I'm just always going to hit the button once. It's never right. going to be like a charge or a shot. I'm just going to. But some things like you need to like sometimes you need to chain combos. Like you need to do a quick one and then a, a charged one and then another charged one. Mm. And I just couldn't figure it out. Like yeah. I don't know. I found it very confusing. So. Use it maybe more at home if it was on a console. I think but. it would do better if I had like a joystick to move around with and uh, and some buttons to work with. Uh, it just it felt very unresponsive, but it is cute as all shit. <laughs> and I felt bad like my first mission was to go kill a bear so I can turn his skin into armor, but he looked like an adorable little anime bear, <laughs> and I didn't want to kill him. Oh man! And and then I kept getting attacked by tiny little dinosaurs You're and little a monster, cavemen Steve. with big beards. They all you look like Funko Pops. Yeah, I don't you know. Are it's a monster. I, I, it's true. <laughs> anyway, that's what's new with Turok. Uh, yeah, uh, so let's catch up on what happened previously on Turok. Uh, like it's a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> previously Turok. on Turok, the dinosaur hunter. As the Chrono a Master comes barging through the door. Oh, uh, honey, I'm home. <laughs> Turok, you gotta help me, man. <laughs> what's up? You got that Chrono Scepter I was looking for? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so as a quick refresher on the plot of the last game. So a Native American warrior named Tal Set has accepted the ancient mantle of Turok, uh, meant to be the protector of both the Saquin people that he comes from and all life on Earth. The first game takes place in the Lost Land, a mysterious realm that seems to exist outside of time and is filled with hostile dinosaurs, aliens, and human enemies. Talset is in pursuit of an evil cyborg named the Campaigner, who is trying to reclaim the Chrono Scepter, a powerful artifact that would give him control over time itself. At the end of the first game, Turok is able to defeat the campaigner and destroys the Chrono Scepter by throwing it into a volcano, as one does. <laughs> um, so anyway, with that note, let's move on to Turok 2. Turok 2 Seeds of Evil was released October 21st, 1998. It was developed by Iguana Entertainment and published by Acclaim. N64 exclusive, but as I noted, it has been ported a couple of times. So again, uh, this series was exclusive. Wait, if it early takes on. place in a to- in a land where time does not exist, <laughs> is it really an exclusive? <laughs> it's kind of a land before time. Oh, the goal okay. is to get all the tree stars. Ooh, Got it. Copyright. <laughs> copyright. They're going to come for you. The search for uh, Ducky's gold. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, the the PC version had some graphical updates. It had multiplayer modes. What does the un PC version have? <laughs> uh, lots of racist characters. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson voices every character. Oh, uh, I should mention that the novel was like a little insensitive. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. It was pretty insensitive. Like the guy, the uncle I mentioned came in with arrow wounds, and they are very clearly a native family. Oh, came in with like arrow wounds. He's like, oh, not again. <laughs> not again. Oh. And, and oh, Uncle. And Josh, this week. Josh just fulfills his destiny and is like, oh, I guess I'm my uncle now. So he picks up the... the I, it's the quest of one man to become his own uncle. He inherits he's the like, title of uncle. <laughs> but see, I just picture that his uncle's like, help me. And he's like, nope, I gotta do this, uncle. He's like, but... Uh, help! I'm not dead. And he's like, I gotta do this. I'm he's Turok dead now, now Uncle. <laughs> not, I'm not I'm quite dead. <laughs> I'm it the Uncle now. It's my sacred now. duty to make Thanksgiving awkward. <laughs> Give you unwanted hugs. I'm gonna comment on the weight you've lost. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, anyway, so the 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 okay, I'm not gonna say the PC version. The Dell version they released. <laughs> oh. Dude, you gotta get a Dell. Uh, was, uh, well, it Sponsor some, us. Dell. It had some graphical updates. It had some new multiplayer modes, and it had the ability to save anywhere which would have been nice. Uh, but otherwise, they're about the same. Uh, Turok 2 on Game Boy Color actually is kind of addressing a point that you had, uh, what he did, which is that, uh, like, how, can you really call these a port? Because it's like a totally different style of game, <laughs> yeah. a totally different medium. I would, lo- I would love to see them just try to port it. Right. Like a just first person, and it's just like one frame per, per minute. <laughs> the Game Boy like... logo comes up, and then the game immediately crashes. Yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, but Turok 2 on Game Boy is its own side story that kind of takes place a little bit before this game. So it's a, it's its own unique story, which I appreciate that they're leaning into yeah. it. And yeah. from what I understand, it's okay as, a, as far as Game Boy games go. 
So, uh, yeah, this game, uh, Turok 2, was a pretty big seller, but surprisingly, it did not outsell the original. Uh, this one is the 35th best-selling N64 game. That's 1.4 million units sold, which puts it right smack between Mario Golf and Paper Mario. It's a Mario sandwich. <laughs> oh, man. oh, no. Man, I had a dream about that. Don't Google it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, or as a quick quiz, can anyone guess what the Japanese title of this game is? I Nope. I can because I looked you it know, up. You know, you know, okay. Uh, the title of the game is Violence Killer. Turok <laughs> New Generation. Which oh, I, I love that. Like, do, is he a killer who uses violence or does he I kill think he kills violence? Yeah, I think, I think he kills violence. But that was that, so that ironic. <laughs> been like... All it takes is one person to point out that he's using violence to kill violence and everyone explodes. He, kill, he kills ironic. it with hugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. It's a hugging simulator. Yeah, they cut all the guns in the Japanese version. Like, oh, but I want to shoot you, but I'm... Oh, I'm too warm. Oh, I'm oh. going to go take a nap. Here, have a kitten. I'm going to call my mom. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in that note, like, um, he's not really as much of a dinosaur hunter anymore. I feel like in the first game, that was sort of like his profession, and they're like, all right, you're hunting dinosaurs. We're going to recruit you in for this. Here, the dinosaurs are just kind of a generic evil. It's just sort of an evil army of green things. They look more like aliens, and they're, they're called yeah. dinosaurs in this now. They look a little now. bit like, uh, oh... The is it the Goombas from the Super Mario? Oh movie? yeah, <laughs> like that. Oh yeah, yeah, So all right, let's uh, the plot of this game. Uh, so this game takes place 100 years after the first game, which I think puts it kind of in the 1960s ish. But like, mm-hmm. the thing that bugs me about this series is that it doesn't take place in like a recognizable world. Wouldn't it be so much fun to be like shooting dinosaurs in the old west or something? Like, oh my gosh. Like, if yeah. they could do something with the time travel thing and go into different like human worlds. Uh, that's I think actually the next fun. Red Dead Redemption DLC is Ooh. a Turok. Hey, they did the Undead Nightmare one. I don't, yeah. I got, I don't why, put it past Why that. not? Let's bring Turok in. Uh, so uh, the, the title of Turok has passed down from uh, to Talset's descendant, Joshua Fireseed, who uh, it should be noted is actually on the cover of the first game. Oh, <laughs> they, oh they took the wrong cover mo- they mentioned Joshua Fireseed in the manual in the first game and they took the wrong model Ooh. and put it on the cover so it's the wrong guy when you don't do any game. of the work but you're, you put your name on the project anyway <laughs> like <laughs> for, the, for the longest time I thought the character uh, the green guy in the Legend of Zelda was Zelda uh-huh, yeah. and I oh, never yeah. knew that oh, I knew Wait, is it not? Spoiler alert. Oh, no. What about the green guy in Mario? Is that Zelda? That's That is Zelda. All right, all right. It's the one with the long tongue. The green one with the long tongue. Long tongue. Yeah. Oh, God. I just imagine people illustrate him like that. He shoots eggs out of his mouth, right? Anyway, while Talisat's destruction of the Chrono Scepter helped stop the campaigner's evil plan, he unwittingly awakened an ancient evil called the Primogen. Do you think that the campaigner's parents, like, named him that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think his first name is The. Like, campaigner is a fan. <laughs> okay. yeah, Let's yeah. name him The. Uh, so, uh, it unwa- awakened an ancient evil called the Primogen, which has been held at bay with a series of energy totems around the world. Now awake, Primogen has assembled an army and ordered them to assault the energy totems and free him and let him terrorize the universe, I assume. Uh, Fireseed must protect the totems and stop the threat, and uh, he's assisted by a mysterious alien race, which speak to him through a uh, scantily clad alien liaison named Adon, who looks pretty much exactly like a character from uh, Knights of the Old Republic, right? Isn't, yeah. she, isn't she the singer yeah. in, uh, in uh, Return Fifth of Element? The- no, oh, no. the Twi'lek. Yeah, it looks like a Twi'lek. Yes, singer it's that scene in, yeah. in Jabba's palace. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm thinking of the the blue lady for the blue opera singer from Fifth Element. Oh yeah, she yeah. could be a little bit of that too, yeah. actually. Yeah. So yeah. it's weird when we think of like the first Turok game. That kind of just you're in a jungle and it just kind of starts you there, and there's very little explanation. Right. And this you're sort of out on this deep space, like just middle of nowhere triangle. in this yeah, triangle. triangle and this lady triangle is telling space. you how you need to save the world and it's really got a whole bunch more story development but mm. you wouldn't like the first game gives you no indication that this is where the next game is going no no not really and then you just like being you're getting some exposition from a vaguely British alien lady <laughs> just tells you you're in the port of Adia and it's an, a village and it's been overrun and she gives you your objectives this is an objective based kind of sort of open world game uh, open world in the same way that the first one was where it's it's got a fairly linear path but you can there's a lot of back. I mean, the level is very big. Yeah, it's very big, and you can explore it in any direction you want. Uh, so yeah, you're dropped into this uh, uh, tunnel or this level, and you are given a couple of objectives. You need to 
uh, turn on the beacons. You need to save the children. <laughs> and what was the other? I forget. Us, you have help. to defend. Uh, you have to activate and defend the beacon. Oh, yeah. that's that. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, defend the, the energy totem. Yeah, defend yeah. the totems. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, you know, kind of a cool, it, it's kind of like a Quake 2 kind of structure. Like, they had that similar, like, objective-based, but it, it, I think it was handled a little better in Quake 2. Like, well, Quake 2 clear. is much more linear. Like, you yeah. do one and then you do the other. And um, the, the thing is, for the variety of our objectives, they're all basically the same objective of go to this place and activate a switch. You're right. Like, yeah. To either free the children from the cage. And It's really weird when you actually go and find a child. Find a children to free. Find the children. children. Um, They'll be crying and going, save me, Turok. And then so you open the gate and you go down and you touch the child. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they touch it. Otherwise, then they say, say, Michael, and run away. (laughs) And then it says, child saved. And the kid just evaporates into nothing. And you're like, uh. (laughs) Did I I save the kid or did I just give the kid its wings? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I was waiting. This is my last task on earth. (laughs) Or like, maybe you kill them by opening the gate. It activates some mechanism and they get dissolved. <laughs> oh God! Thank you, Turok. Take oh, your goddamn mind. Red Bull and be grateful about it. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, so gameplay-wise, this is about the same as the original Turok. You run and gun through uh, shootouts, occasional platforming, ugh, swimming, yeah. and a few sections where you get to ride a stampeding triceratops, which we didn't. Ooh, that's oh, that's too bad. We did not get what? to, but it's my dream, Steve. Yeah, we'll go back through. You crush your uh, dreams. You know, with the lack of a dual analog stick, so you're controlled uh, by you control your movement with the C buttons, and you look around with the analog stick. Still works pretty well, I think. It works fine yeah, for I when mean, you're walking around. Yeah, but it works fine if you don't suck like Brendan. Yeah. It works yeah. Fine. <laughs> it really depends on your skill set. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that mine you guys, the C button. You guys, movement. as as youths, grew up in the wonderful age of dual analog sticks. Yeah, you've never known a world yeah. without two sticks. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I, well, <laughs> when Steve and I were growing up, we had to drive ten miles to get one stick. Back in my home. day. I had to fashion my own sticks out of squirrels. Yeah. Back in my day, I had to ride a dinosaur to get to school. We could not look one direction and shoot another. I, uh, I had to ride a stampeding you know, truss. I once played a Pong emulation. That, that's what you guys like, right? Yeah, Pong. exactly. <laughs> no, we're, we're about Zork. You yeah. oh, <laughs> all about Zork. That sounds like such an insult. You are a Zork. Yeah. Like. I mean, I mean, it, we've, I think we've taken that term back now. Yeah, we, 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 we reclaimed okay Zorks. If, it's okay if we Zorks can say it, but, yeah. but not, you guys not can't us call us yeah. Zork. Um, so, uh, just like just like the first game, this one, this this game does have some fog, but it really, like I said, it wasn't distracting to me. No, uh, and not really. For the hype about the new the new remaster. Um, speeding up the frame rate and getting rid of the fog, neither of those were very big issues. Not Even terribly. in the four-player mode, mm. it was quite smooth. The The frame rate in this mostly becomes an issue if you watch side-by-side comparisons to the new one. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> mostly what it becomes. If you don't know what you're missing out on, it's fine. But if you're looking at it in like a crisp 60 frames per second, it's like, okay, yeah. I'd that's rather why I don't like look that. at people that have more money than me. <laughs> 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 out of sight, out of mind. It's okay that yours is movie quality, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, weapons. I think we got to talk about weapons, because weapons are kind of this game's stock and trade, and this probably has... I don't know what the rest of the weapon sets look like in the other games, but this is definitely a huge weapon set compared to the first one. Yeah, there's um, two... You get two buttons in this game yes, that bring up different weapon, weapon rings, which is actually unnecessarily confusing. Yeah. I, I wish there was, like, a way to quickly cycle through weapons so you didn't have to open up that menu and then move your analog think, stick around every time. I think the worst part of that, though, is that in uh, in the fir- the story mode... Yeah. You- Nothing stops when no. you're pulling up your weapons. You still get shot. So if you need to take a minute to read what each weapon is, like I do, because I suck, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not really doable. Uh, ev- eventually, quickly. I think we'll learn what each of these boxy shapes are. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll learn the difference between these weapons. Yeah, but, but like glance, the A yeah. button when you hold it brings up a ring of like I think eight weapons, and then if you hold the B button, it brings up a ring of eight different weapons. So you have to memorize which is on which page. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So here's the list of weapons in this. It's long, forgive me. Uh, you get claws, or I guess they call them talons in this, mm-hmm. but they're claws. Mm-hmm. And you just start with those. Yeah, that's your melee weapon. They're a replacement weapon. for the knife from the uh, first game. 
war blades, which are upgraded claws. Uh, you get a standard bow and arrow. You get a tech bow, which is more powerful. You get a pistol. You get a flare gun. You get a mag 60. You get a tranquilizer gun. You get a dart rifle. You get a plasma rifle. You get a shotgun. You get a shredder, which is an upgraded shotgun. You get razor wind, which is a bladed boomerang, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, you get a grenade launcher. You get a firestorm cannon, which is just a minigun. You get sunfire pods, which are like uh, uh, organic flashbangs that'll blind your enemy. Uh, frag mines, scorpion missile launcher, the nuke, which fries everything on screen. And then there's exclusive <laughs> underwater weapons like the harpoon and the torpedo launcher. And in addition to all that, you can collect five special upgrades by activating energy to- totems, which give let Turok uh, walk through lava or breathe underwater or double jump. Oh, double jump. That would have been so would've nice been so to nice. start with. Uh, but of course, the real star of the show, show here is the cerebral bore. Uh, so the cerebral bore can be <sighs> a little tricky to operate. Uh, you can only fire once you've locked on, so fast enemies might be hard to target. And since it tracks brain activity, the weapon won't work on robots or cre- small creatures of low intelligence. But if you get a lock on and you fire that gun, you get treated to a nice little uh, orb shooting out and head, drilling in, spraying blood everywhere, and then blowing up. You've been waiting to talk about this <laughs> weapon since we started. I'm very excited. About this. <laughs> That's great. Uh, was, you know, yeah, that it's, weapon was based on. Uh, the the discs from the movie or like the little orbs from the movie Phantasm they were yeah that yeah. like oh shot out into the yeah <laughs> which is like I'm not a huge fan of that movie but I'm a huge fan of that orb you're not a you're not a fan I'm not a fan yeah sorry you made a good joke boy <laughs> I still know that reference at least um <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah uh, the weapon got a lot of attention at the time. GameSpot, in their review, called it the grossest video game weapon ever made. Oh. Uh, but, which at the time might have been true, yeah. actually. It, it doesn't fair, quite have fair. the same impact now. No, it, no, not so much. No, not when you see like the jello squirting out of these things' bodies. Right. Like, mm. Well, I could just picture like a mother being like, oh, hi, sweetie, what are you playing? And then she's like, oh, my God. Is this one of those pongs I've heard about? <laughs> oh, no, my pills. Is that the pong? <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, despite of how gross it is, it became very popular with players and fans alike. Um, IGN did a list of the 100 greatest video weapon game weapons of all time, and the boar was listed at number three. Wow. It was only behind the BFG 9000 from Doom and the Master Sword from Zelda. Well, of course. Uh, it even inspired a Scottish death metal band called Cerebral Boar. <laughs> oh, my God. And I mean, honestly, raise your hands. Can any of us in this room uh, make that same boast? Do any of us have Scottish death metal bands named after us? I mean, I don't even yeah. know Scottish death metal bands. So. Yeah, I thought everybody had one. We are we are the Brendan the Brendan Francis's. <laughs> <laughs> we. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, yeah, I guess I should have said that in a Scottish accent. Oh, let's hear your Scottish accent. Oh, oh no! Oh, we we. Oh, I can't do it. Whenever we ask for an accent, I, my mind goes blank. I like your. That's his impression of a pig. It's everybody, a, it's, a, it's both. It's a, it's it's a Scottish accent and it's the little pig. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh God. we're the Brendan Francis's. <laughs> Yar. It's not bad. Oh, it's only a bit thicker. Try and lean into that guttural sound. I'm going to do the whole rest of the podcast. <laughs> no, that's that's impressive. Anyway. I can't do it. No, so. anyway. um, does anyone else have a favorite weapon in in this game or I mean, in games Obviously, in it's the cerebral bore. Yeah, well, obviously, it's uh, so boring. The, there's uh. actually a lot of uh, really goofy weapons in Torok. I remember yeah. when we finally get to Rage Wars. Once we play two more of these games, oh, so, yeah. many Turok so many games, Turoks. Uh, there's a gun that will like as you shoot someone, it will inflate them. Oh, um, shit. and so you can charge it up, and it'll shoot them, and they'll inflate enough that they pop. Oh, that's, okay. I'm which is pretty to goopy. Oh, the, uh, Augustus Gloop. The yeah, Augustus Gloop. Exactly. <laughs> uh, when you said uh, when you said Master Sword from uh, Zelda, I immediately thought of the Energy Sword from Halo. Because oh. I just remember those being so dominant oh, in, in Halo 2 of the guy just charging. And oh, I mean, they lock on so easily yeah. and then you can just, there's just no escaping them. Except yeah, that Legend of Zelda is superior. It's true. Yeah. I'm not going to fight on that. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm fine with Halo, but yeah. No. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, fine. But... <laughs> Uh, no, so- I I liked the grenade launcher, but it only works if you can actually like hit the opponent directly yeah, because it's it's, it's, a- it's just, it'll be like not even a foot away from the person, right. and you're like, oh, I'm totally fine. It is but a scratch, and you're like. <laughs> 
the grenade launcher is a little misleading because it it's, it's it's kind of the same as if you were throwing a grenade because like the 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 pellets like land next to them and then blow yeah. up. just an extra step yeah, yeah. it's, it's if you can an extra step. if you can hit them it's fantastic but the mm-hmm. chances of that are like 10 yeah. <laughs> percent I mean, I, I enjoyed the uh, the Scorpion missile launcher, especially in mm-hmm. multiplayer, because it makes very short work of things. Um, you know, and the glaive is always fun. Anything where you can throw and retrieve things, like the, in yeah. the new God of War, I love the axe mm-hmm. in the new God of yeah. War, because you can... I've, just, I've tested it to see how far I can throw it and then, like, leave and see if it will come <laughs> back to me. Like, sometimes it takes, like, a couple minutes to get back to me. Well, <laughs> it's pretty great. See, um, the, the machine gun was disappointing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That it was, was very you, weak. You... You you, just, you literally stood there for like ten seconds hitting Wailing me, on you. and it just didn't do Shooting anything. You right in the crotch, like, yeah. Right in Menards, right and in I. Menards. <laughs> I also I'll have a soft spot for the tech arrows that explode, just because I think yes. that's really cool. That's not something you, you know. see in games a lot. It's no. like a bow that is has real oomph. That's like such a Rambo thing too. Like I, I forget which Rambo movie it is, but he has explosive tipped arrows. It's and such like, a Hawkeye thing. Yeah, Hawkeye thing. So yeah, yeah there you go. That's the that's the cool guy who sings on uh, commercials now. Totally, Aww. yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, so, all right. So we got stuck kind of immediately uh, in this single player level because it was not clear that an explosive barrel was explosive. <laughs> uh, it like I thought a it was regular barrel. It didn't have like a big hand saying "shoot this." I didn't even read yeah. it as a as a barrel. I yeah. read it as a sconce. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm like, all right. Well, like, what a beautiful can... sconce. Be well, and it looks like it looks like and like in in like when you have a like a setting and like there's a box or something it looks like one of the ones where you'd hit it and it wouldn't do anything it literally mm-hmm. looked usually like that yeah. usually explosive barrels in games are like bright red, red. and we'll say explosive <laughs> or TNT on it yeah. something <laughs> these will have Wiley Coyote like standing on top of it yeah. holding a sign that says Yikes. don't yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually very obvious, or because you'll know it because there are like three guys hanging out around it, like playing yeah. cards on it or something. Like that. <laughs> something so, stupid. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this was not very clear. So almost immediately, we're stuck, and uh, I think we just kind of randomly figured it. Well, like we figured it out at the same time you looked it up, Woody, because Brennan's just like, just hit everything. Yeah, yeah. And I did. And so I you went and scratched up. the barrel with your talon, and it blew up. Yeah, uh, lots of samey-looking corridors, uh, pretty dark hallways. Uh, and, and a little light on enemies, but again, just like in the first game, uh, the enemies have these really elaborate, over-the-top death animations that are delightful to watch. Trained Shakespearean lizards. Yeah. <laughs> you can see them, like, thrashing on the ground after they die. Or doing like, the worm. Or doing the worm and going to cases, yeah. I think this game, I think the first level of this game is a lot less immediately engaging than the first level of Turok 1. Yeah. Um, because that was sort of m- way more open, brighter, and just sort of more inviting for you to explore like when you were exploring in that you felt like it was because it was this big world mm-hmm. whereas when you're exploring in this game it just feels like because you're lost like yeah. this whole game it's sort of my least favorite thing in first person shooters is feeling lost and feeling stuck in a maze because I yeah. get very claustrophobic mm-hmm. um, and I feel like this game sort of throws you right into that setting as the first level and I yeah. didn't like that well and with the way that the camera angles turn I was expecting David Bowie to just come flying <laughs> in like walking on the, the ceiling yeah it's because it's so poorly lit in some of those like tunnel areas that you're like wait what yeah. just happened like and there's like a broken ladder like a ladder that's yeah. broken at the bottom and it's sort of right at the height that makes it look like you can <laughs> jump to it like any normal but, person would have been able to just jump up and grab it but not Turok he's supernatural yeah I mean you're, you're looking for someone with an elementary school level of upper strength <laughs> so it would rule me out but still like Turok should be able to do it uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's, you know, we said it was an open world game, but it's kind, it doesn't really feel like it. Mm-mm. And that's the problem. Like the first game, like yeah, like you said, it, it starts in an open field, you know, and you can explore a little bit. And even the South Park, which is a total Turok ripoff, has that element to it. And this one starts off on a narrow path and on a narrow linear course. And so it's not immediately clear that you're supposed to be exploring and breaking stuff, you know. Yeah. So it yeah. takes a little bit to get used it's, to. It's kind of like the Water Temple in Ocarina of Time. Mm. It's very expansive, but... There, I mean, you still have an objective, so it's really easy to get lost. Mm-hmm. And if you're bad at it, like I am, it's <laughs> even easier to get lost. I didn't know where I was once I was looking at the ceiling trying to move forward. It was not a good time. I mean, Lionel Richie might have been dancing up there. You don't know. <laughs> you check. It Is also that- uh, has this annoying problem that I hate where there's uh, gears that you have to turn, but they don't show you what they do. Right. Yeah. So you'll just open something, you'll, you'll like pull a lever, and you'll hear a door opening, and you're like, great. 
somewhere in either in front of me or behind <laughs> me, a door has opened. Or and in one case, underneath me. Yeah. And then there's that panic of like, all right, is this a timed door? Do I need yeah. to be getting somewhere really quickly? Is this like Doom or something? Like Very few instructions, which, you know, in the first level of a game should mm. probably be, you know. Well, your instruction is to save the children. So. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> how? Oh, like, no. I Yeah. So this is a weird one to evaluate, but what did you guys think of the graphics in this game? Like, it's hard to say because it is a little dark. Yeah, um, I mean, I was impressed because I, when I go into games like that, I expect, like, GoldenEye right. level. And, I mean, I, I imagine at the time, honestly, it's probably, like, mind-blowing because, I mean, like... This was a huge like, advancement, yeah. When he entered in, when you first see him, he literally, like, does, like, a barrel roll. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wow... You're like an actual ballerina man. And you could you could see that it's like a motion capture thing. He moves yeah. like a real person, you know. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the animations were really surprisingly beautiful. Well, yeah. and the and like the the dino guys and stuff, the, you could you could differentiate their limbs, which I found was <laughs> you can, pretty you impressive. You could actually injure their limbs. You could blow yeah, off. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was a pretty neat detail, especially you know. I feel like the game probably, I mean, I I don't know because <laughs> I didn't play it when it came out, but I feel like it was probably ahead of its time as yeah. far as, like, details. Um, but well, yeah. I mean, the first game was a huge hit, so they had to they had to follow it up in a big way. And I think they did. No, I think on the, on the presentation level, I think it does look really good. I like the variety of weapons. I like that you can kind of tell pretty quickly what the different weapons are from a glance. And uh, uh, it, it looks really nice. I, I just wish I could see it a little more. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. My biggest issue is sort of. I just. I feel like this game starts really weakly. I think they put you in a bad area to start with because it is so constrained. You don't really get a feeling of what the game is capable of. Right. And I. I just feel in, like I think that the guns and the models all look fine, mm. but the environment is pretty boring. Yeah. And yeah. So, pretty uh, yeah. monotone. It's, yeah. It's mm-hmm. lots of corridors. Lots of dark corridors. I don't know. So, uh, you. You. Your mileage may vary on this. And and uh, again, if you're really just interested in the single player mode, I would say you know go for that Switch port because it really does look great, and yeah. uh, it'll have all the same gameplay that you're looking for. Um, but if you're missing multiplayer, which we are going to talk about now, uh, <laughs> then Trans- you might want to skip on it. So this is the game that introduced multiplayer to the series. The first game did not have it, which uh, did feel like a big missed opportunity at the time. But uh, now they are making up for it with pretty fun multiplayer. I would say pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> There are two core modes to the multiplayer here. There's a standard deathmatch uh, or team deathmatch, whichever you prefer. And then there's one called frag tag. So let's start with uh, deathmatch uh, because I have a lot more to say about yeah. frag tag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, deathmatch, pretty pretty standard. Um, you, you can customize your controls if you prefer more of a GoldenEye style mm-hmm. control. Uh, I don't in this context, but like for if I'm playing Goldeneye, fine. Yeah, I regretted it. I regretted mm-hmm. choosing that mode. Yeah, well, Goldeneye is very generous with the auto aim, where mm-hmm. this yes. game is not. So you sort of want them be able to be more precise by aiming with the stick. Yeah, know? it definitely helps because um, characters move pretty fast in this game, yeah, um, and which makes it hard to sort of get in shots. It's very hard to aim and move at the same time, um, and. Unless you get really good at it, um, and there is still some level murk, you know, there's still yeah. some uh, still some dark corners that you can slip into and, and get lost. Um, yeah, there's no radar or anything to really give you much of an idea where you are. Um, no. I forgot. I'm totally out of the habit of playing these games because I remember the key to all these games was to screen watch, mm-hmm. and I totally have been forgetting to do that. How dare oh, you? I mean, so your key was to cheat. Yeah, I mean, Screen watch is look, a strategy, oh, man. How do you want to win? How do you want to win? There's no way they can like stop us from doing that. Yeah, you know? it's just kind oh, of an I inherent mean, you know, flaw just, of the split screen. It's system. called honor, you know, honor and <laughs> there uh, is self-respect no amongst the Turoks. Oh my Turokis, god, Turok, Turoks. I don't know. That's the plural. Let's go with Turokis. Okay, I think maybe if they had, if they could have either. I mean, it's not really possible, obviously, but if they either allowed. More players, or like shrunk down the space just a little bit, because yeah. I found half the time you guys were killing each other, and I was like, I'm up like three stories right now. We were lost. Yeah, we kept you and I both kept getting lost on opposite yeah. sides of the compound. Just like, Whereas, uh, I think shrink- like people are having fun. Shrinking the space yeah. would probably be the right thing. The levels have a lot of. Um, up and down mm-hmm. corridors and ladders mm-hmm. and things, which can sometimes make it hard to it, keep track of where you are. Pretty well yeah. designed levels, I think. Oh, you know, absolutely. You get nice multi-tiers. You get some uh, some environmental hazards like lava and such. Yeah. But again, I feel like they don't differentiate themselves enough. Like sometimes, like in Goldeneye, there was at least more. So you're like, oh, you're in the basement that has this kind of environmental yeah. design right. to it. Whereas this, it all kind of just looks like castle-y stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Oh, one more thing. Uh, another thing to say about the multiplayer. This game does have a raptor in the multiplayer, oh, which yeah. Um, yeah. is different because the raptor doesn't get to use any guns. Oh, really? Um, okay. Right. The, the, raptor the raptor is, but they are much faster, and you can just run and claw people up. Awesome. And well, I imagine, being as we yeah. were all so shitty at this game, that the raptor would have done fast work on any of us. Yes. I imagine yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. it's like a cool piece of asymmetric gameplay where one person, where someone can play that way if they prefer. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, uh, Turok Deathmatch, uh, uh, not bad, no, not like mind blowing. It's kind of the standard version that you would want, but it's totally fine. And it, um, it runs really. Sm- I mean, it hits the essentials of it. Runs mm-hmm. really smooth, even yeah. with four people, it ran fine. It did, um, yeah, totally. It was it was bright. I could see characters that were yeah. going on, and so I, I had no problem with it. No, I had no problem with it either. Um, but Frag Tag is the other mode that we have here, and this is where we. Uh, I think we really got into things. So Frag Tag, uh, one player is a monkey, and the other three players uh, are. Not. regular um, so the monkey does Our not have weapons farther evolved monkeys <laughs> exactly <laughs> they're monkeys or reptiles yeah. um, that's true the monkey does not have any weapons and he only has 20 health and uh, the monkey needs to make it to an active portal to transform back into a human and transfer the monkey curse onto somebody else before <laughs> anybody kills curse him. Curse of the monkey. And the goal is for the other players to work together to kill the monkey because you don't get any points well, for killing We don't want to work together. Po- right, yeah. You, but you don't well, get any points for killing each yeah, other. Right. You only get points for killing the monkey. Uh, this was super fun. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my god! I really enjoyed it. The monkey was hard to hit, but... Uh, yes. And hard to see. You'd kind of, like, look and, like, something would streak well, past you and, like, shit, that and, was the monkey! If, if you watch him, you see, like, his arm arms are like flailing up in the air it is hilarious he's going quick yeah. he's got to get where he's going he's late to a meeting well you end up like shooting each other because he's going so fast it's like well, you a get comedy. frustrated yeah. you're like shit the monkey got past me I'll just take it out on this person's leg <laughs> and it was, I did that a lot yeah. it was always me it was always Brendan he was always there why were you always just standing there I was unexposed well, I am not good at the game yeah I think the only really like hard part for me is like you get so caught up that like the transition of the monkey so fast that mm. it takes you a minute to realize that you're the monkey <laughs> and I'll be like next to you guys and I'm like wait why don't I have a crap <laughs> I need to I need to move yeah the only warning you get you're about to turn into a monkey is your your crosshair starts yeah I also found target. that it did that randomly for me and I never turned into the monkey because until like the very end you've got the monkey disease permanently <laughs> oh yeah. shoot and then you just I'm monkey you're positive. a carrier <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> monkey positive. he's patient zero <laughs> I mean yeah everything is made more fun with the inclusion of monkeys yeah I, that's that's where that expression came from. I mean, right? that, totally uh, random. That's where, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's why Donkey Kong is the best game of all time. Uh-huh. It's it's why uh, that Time Splitters Two mode with the poisoned monkey is my oh, favorite uh, multiplayer mode in that game. Um, yeah, no, the uh, frag tag is kind of where it's at. Uh, it's really fun. It's really stupid. There's lots of yelling. You'll get sick of hearing the word monkey. Yeah, because uh, everybody's like, "Where's the monkey? Where is he?" And um, yeah, I would but, definitely want to play that drunk with oh, all my yeah. friends. That would be. A horrible. We'll add that to the list thing. with the free throw uh, <laughs> oh, contest yeah. yes. from uh, NBA hang time. <laughs> All right, NBA, NBA in the zone. In the zone. Oh yeah. my gosh! Oh man, oh, that was such a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, not much else to say. It is pretty bare bones as far as multiplayer goes. Like, it's not the most robust, but it's a nice addition. Uh, it, it's it's fast and it's fun and uh, really goofy and uh, I think it makes good use of all the game's different weapons and mechanics. So yeah, I, I, this is one of the few experiences where I've actually preferred the multiplayer to the single player game. That's not usually my thing. Yeah, I think that the single player in this game is good. I just don't think that we got there. Yeah, um, like I said, I think that the first level is just rough, and when you play on a. Uh, when for the podcast, that's usually all we get to experience. So this is one I want to stick with a little bit, mm. just because I do get the sense that, like, you know, just ju- judging from reviews and how well people really like this game, I do get the sense that it kind of opens up a bit uh, beyond the first level. Mm. So yeah, I think I'd want to stick with it a little bit and play. Um, well, I think that's about all we have on Turok Two: Seeds of Evil. Let's move on to our rankings real quick. Uh, so each week we are ranking the games that we have currently played. Uh, we have so many on this list right now. What are we up to? Jesus Christ, we're up to 157 something Woo-hoo! like that. Yeah, ridiculous Woo. amount. Wow, nerds! Uh, nerds! <laughs> I will start us off this time. Um, you know, this this one did not quite work as well for me as the first one, I, which is already a game that I think we might have 
been a little too kind to, uh, just because yes, it, it kind of you are <laughs> correct. It kind of surpassed our expectations, but uh, uh, it, it this one didn't quite live up to that one for me. But it's certainly not a bad game at all. Uh, it's mm. quite well made. It's quite enjoyable. This one's going at number thirty for me. Uh, so that's mm. right in between Mario Party Two and Mario Party One. So we're splitting the Mario another parties. Mario sandwich. <laughs> another Mario sandwich. Yeah. It's where it's where Turok Two is comfortable. Um, let's we'll move around the room. It's the here. Goombas. Uh, yeah. Um, I again. I pretty much. I pretty much agree with everything that you just said. I think um, the first one was a little more refreshing, mm-hmm. um, but I do think we were probably a little kind on that game. The, the jumping in these games is just bad. Yeah. And it's unfortunate they, they insist on making it a part of the game. Yeah. And I don't think this game has quite as much jumping as the first one, but any amount of jumping is bad. And I hate first-person shooters that are labyrinths, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't like that. But with all that said, the core gameplay is still really solid. It is. Um and I like the the emphasis on story. I do feel like it is a cool game if you were into this type of game yeah. more than I am. I'm putting it at number 39, okay. which is right above Toy Story 2, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. How there dare you, you rank that so low? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, 40 is pretty good. We talked about that recently. We've got like a zone of games that like, all right, well, after after a certain threshold, after like 70 or so, they're, they're games I would not want to play again. Yeah. But everything above 70 is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, and you have one other game on the list, which is Star Fox 64. Is this better or worse than Star Fox 64? Um, I'm pretty bad at both of them. We have learned, uh, the, the takeaway here is that Brendan does not know how to control a Nintendo 64. <laughs> I, 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 I'm in it for my friends. <laughs> uh, that's really what this podcast I, is about, is uh, friendship. <laughs> nah, screw that. Uh, Star Fox is much better. <laughs> for me. Yeah, I like Star, Star Fox. Star Fox yeah. is much better. Oh, I thought you were saying Star Fox is better than friendship. <laughs> I was also saying <laughs> that. Are you are you still doing it? No, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Fox is better for me. Yeah. And Natasha, this is your only game so far, so uh, congratulations. It's your favorite game ever. Oh. Permanently. Rats. My, it's been assigned. My Ocarina of Time heart is breaking. <laughs> but you would say this is worse than Ocarina of Time. Absolutely. Whoa, okay. hot, hot, hot takes. takes. Well, I don't know. Apparently, this guy over here likes basketball better than the Ocarina of Time. So. What? <laughs> You're dead to us. <laughs> I like throwing you under the bus for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's a bus. Hey, that's a bus wheel. I will die. You under. know what? Be loud and proud. Okay. Yeah. No shame. Even if your your opinion can you, is wrong. Can you, you throw know, a big head mode in Ocarina of Time? Probably. Can you do backflip slam dunks in Ocarina yes. of Time? See, I need to play Ken Griffey against you now because I can beat Ooh. Brendan. Really, we, we like to play again. Yeah, we yeah, play it again. So. Absolutely. Uh, another game I'm really, really bad at. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That is well, the takeaway. I'm establishing a trend here. <laughs> I'm only good at games that I don't have to play in front of other people. <laughs> don't ask to play with me with those games. Don't watch me. You're like, uh, you're like the... <clears throat> Kel, Kel character in uh, Mystery Men. Oh, you yeah. can only be invisible as long as nobody is watching. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Amazing. All right, well, that about wraps it up for uh, Two Rock, Two Furious. Uh, <laughs> join us for Two Rock 3 Tokyo Drift next time we get to that. That'll be a while. We'll put them, we'll space these out. We've got two more Two Rock games to talk about. Next week, uh, I, we're, I'm, I have to double check. We're totally out of order here. We're totally out of order. Uh, next week, we are playing... Worms Armageddon, uh, really <laughs> goofy little uh, uh, RTS strategy shooting game hybrid. Just, weird turn, thing. just to be clear, it is not an RTS. It is not an RTS because oh, it I guess is not, it's not real time. It is turn based. Oh, you're but right. You're right. That's right. It it's is definitely TV. weird and goofy. Yes. Yeah. yeah weird. TBS yeah. emphasis on so Worms it's Armageddon. A, wait, it's a TBS, it's a, it's a right? TBS. Okay. <laughs> characters welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is that characters welcome? I don't think so. That's USA. But which one knows drama? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. I don't watch TV. Worms Armageddon knows drama. So therefore. Be there for Worms Armageddon. Yes, join us for that. Good night, everybody. Kablam! <laughs> you guys have anything to add? It's not, it's not <laughs> I don't think I can follow up. We haven't stopped it yet. We can keep going. I was just going to say goodbye, but the kablam kind of was the period at the end of the sentence there, so I, I will defer back to the kablam. This is all staying in. <laughs> oh, please keep it.